0: It's
1: been fun. Hope you're ready for episode six. Happy Friday. It's number
2: six already. I can't believe we're at number six.
1: Yeah. And if you stayed with us after two plus hours last week, then uh, thank you. Thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. You know, uh, organically, we're growing
0: much faster than I thought we would. And, uh, you know, every share, every like, every comment, you know, even if it's just, hey, you guys should talk about this. It's really appreciated. Yeah, you know, like like, we, uh,
1: we also find it annoying that we tend to agree pretty quickly. So. Yeah,
0: you know, like, uh, we, I think we need a more left-wing person. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> and you oh. know they're, they're out there. They're they're all shots fired. No,
0: no, no, Josh. And, uh, I don't want another, a more right-wing person in here. It would make no, me nervous. No, no, and he, 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 here's the thing, like, more right-wing would bring in the whole religious side of things, yeah. too, and we just, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do
1: that. No, thank you. Uh, uh, that's so, one topic we would agree almost at the outset. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're all
2: not a very religious group here, right? Eh? No. no. Okay. No.
1: I, I I grew up
0: a little bit and then like basically when I came to the age of reason, yeah.
1: that ended. <laughs> yeah. See my my, age of my most people ha- have that passed down through their family whereas my grandmother uh she she was held in concentration camps under Stalin and uh instilled very quickly in me that Religion is is not something that you want to back at any point in time. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So that that was uh I have, a, I have kind of a different upbringing in that sense there, a little bit more of a free thinking. She got me into like all sorts of crazy other stuff like numerology and whatnot. So I, I was reading the Bible and numerolo- numerology texts when I was like 12. Yeah. And then putting know, them together. I'm like, the number of the beast is 669. <laughs> 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 Not 666. Six, six, that's the number of human. Yeah, I had no idea. Either way, I was a... A fucked up little 12 year old, but I think I think (laughs) I think
0: everybody in this room was a fucked up 12 year old. I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. kids do weird stuff. Kids do weird stuff. And we were we were allowed to back then. You know, like, it was almost expected, like, go make some mistakes so that you don't make them when you're an old man. Yeah. You know, it's like, will I ever try to make a homemade rocket with gasoline in a two-liter bottle now? No. No, I will not. (laughs) I learned that at a young age of 12. I was like, oh, I saw that movie, October Skies. I was like, I think I can fucking go to the moon. Yep, this is simple. Like, they just, they overcomplicated this. No, 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 no. The neighbor's fence didn't agree with that. Uh, But um, today, uh, we kind of left you with a cliffhanger. Let's say we've made it through this pandemic. Let's say you've been good. You've put a little bit of money away. Uh, You know, you've been putting all your expenses on your WestJet card. You got those points. You're all ready to spend them. You want to go somewhere amazing, Morty? Oh, hell fin- yeah.
1: Finally going to use those air miles. You're going to use them, you're yeah. going to look at the bleeding jaws of
0: capitalism say, "Yes, daddy, please." <laughs> <laughs> and you uh you you look for the best the best deal. And you know, no no harm in that. But here's yeah. the thing. We're going to get into maybe why spending a little more, staying a little more local might be the better alternative to some of these um Some of these options. Uh, The the big one I really want to touch on today is cruises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is essentially, if you want to invest in danger, I can suggest no other better investment than putting your ass on a cruise boat, especially after this pandemic. The amount of people that are going to look at how good the deals are on these cruise ships is going to outweigh the risk. There's going to be packed boats of people as soon as these pandemic, you know, uh, restrictions end or people get vaccinated or, you know, a combination of both. And this is just going to serve as more of a warning for our viewers and listeners um, what not to do.
1: Uh, So step one is don't go on a cruise. All right. Thank you for tuning into this episode, guys. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so... (laughs) So when we do talk about like Not more of the simple, local stuff and the idea of going local too, I'll uh, I'll br- I'll kind of bridge it into conversations about why those local spots might be drying up and why our provincial and national parks seem to be disappearing uh, in the last uh, five six years now. So yeah, I think that that's it, been,
0: it. All ties in. It yeah. all ties in, and you know what. Uh, The more of this money that, you know, the liberals would like to take out of her savings account to pre-stimulate the economy, uh, I'm not getting into that. The more of that money you put back into our country yourself uh, through tourism or through vacationing, the the better we're all going to be as a whole. And, you know, uh, to start this off with cruises... Uh, there is a, there's, there's several great documentaries on why you shouldn't go on a cruise, but yep. let's just, let's just say, for example, you saw a great deal online, you and the wife, two grand, seven days, and you're going, uh, we'll just name a cruise line.
1: Well, I know, like, World cause Korean. I grew up in Vancouver. <laughs> so one of the most popular things to do is because the, uh, Americans will go to their Alaskan cruises mm-hmm. and... The boats come back with a lot less passengers than they went up there with, and so does the anyone van- when ask they- questions?
2: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> people get off and they and they drive down. They like that drive down the Cal- down the California coast and and whatnot. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah, but what happens is is the the cruise ships often dock in Vancouver or off the, off the port there and. Yeah you'll get crazy offers like $400 down to California, right? Where you can just jump on and take the boat the rest of the way back because they just want to basically double up on it, right? And so I think that that would probably be the most po- popular one on in Western Canada would be those Alaskan cruises and then the and they're they're doubling back down to California afterwards.
0: Mhm.
1: But <laughs> I, yeah, I think the craziest thing uh, so to to kind of give somebody a resource if you guys wanted to get into uh have an interesting base of information. The Patriot Act covers a really good uh, episode on this. Mm-hmm. I know that John Oliver's gone into uh, issues with cruises. Yeah. His are a little bit less, a little bit like less intense, a little bit I think. Yeah, like if you really want something. a pointed
0: uh thirty minute yeah. kind of definitely go to the Patriot. Act. Yeah, Hassan yeah.
1: Hassan Minaj yeah. does it he and he, s- he just, just slaps. It. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty but damn good.
0: Basically the, the the huge issue with going on these cruises is a lot of these countries uh, actually don't fly uh, fly the same flag as the country they're holding um, the people of. Yeah. Now, let's say you have a cruise ship that's full of 80% Americans, 20% Canadians, or yep. 50-50 split, doesn't matter. They can leave the country that they're docked in, and after 12 miles away from that coastline, it's whatever flag that they decide to fly, that country's laws apply on that ship. And that country is basically the legal body that enforces law on that ship
1: well kind of they they do have to register in a country mm-hmm. in order to be legally operative so they can't just yeah. like change flags on the
2: on the no, exactly but, but
0: legally for tax reasons yeah a lot of these boats are registered in panama uh, the Bahamas, uh, yeah. those are the two big tax havens for a lot of these companies too. But they do that strictly because there's less legislation and regulation on how these ships can operate. And a lot of that ties into OH&S for the employees. A lot of that ties into the health and safety of the crew and its passengers, i.e. you dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, a lot of that ties into what they're going to do in case something happens. And that's kind of what I want to jump into is just a few examples that, you know, we've sent each other here this week of just cruise ships and vacations that just really didn't turn out well. Now, I'm going to shine a light on cruises here just in the first little bit, but I also do want to talk about vacationing in third world countries. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when the embargo happened against Cuba in the 60s, a lot of the resorts that were in Cuba but before that uh, were owned by the mob uh now that was the italians the uh you know the whatever type of mob generally italian mobs uh out of uh florida uh new york and you know the 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 big hubs where those guys come from
1: a lot of russian mob and yeah uh, some russian mob influence there too
0: and uh when they closed a lot of those the, the the mafia didn't just want to stop making money they saw a profitable way to exploit a third world country and make money off of their own people and a lot of these like sandals and other companies have long history and a lot of ties with uh, mafia money Yep, uh, because it's a safe haven for them in a lot of ways. But to get things back to cruising, <laughs> uh, let's say you're on this cruise ship. Um, did you know the Death on the High Seas Act? Do you know what that means? Uh, no. Actually. Essentially, if you die, well, in international waters... The only thing that they really have to cover monetarily is the utilization that you are as a person. So if I, if, if I was to go on a cruise, me being my age still working and I died, they'd owe my wife basically the amount of money that I could make until I'd retire. But the problem is that doesn't cover young people. Or the elderly, right? So if someone that's 12 dies, they really had no economic benefit or production. So to the cruise company, they really only have to pay the cost of a funeral. And they've got away with this. The Death on the High Seas Act really protects a lot of these companies from the financial obligations that they'd be, uh, you know, entitled to, uh, you know, if they were anywhere else on the planet. Um, You know, the other kind of really interesting thing on this topic is... Just the amount of crime that goes unreported.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's funny that the first, first we we talk about de- like dying on cruise ships, and the first first pivot point was the financial side of it, right there. I think that the the scariest shit about cruise ships is when they're registered in another country. That's the criminal law that applies. So that's that's really the most terrifying thing is that there's no jurisdiction for for. Uh, your local authority or your national authority to enforce any any local or national laws or regulations on a company that's registered in a different country, right? And this is actually things you see all the time that, uh, that companies do. And you, you, there's lots of examples in Canada, just organizations, not necessarily cruise ships, like President's Choice several years ago had one of their Joe Fresh buildings uh, collapse, killing, I think, 60-some-odd people, and... Um, there was a lot of people trying to get them held responsible and accountable for basically the <laughs> murder. Uh, but the de- the death, based off of the negligence and uh, and was based off the construction. But what what ended up happening was that there's no there's there's absolutely no jurisdiction to hold them accountable in Canada. Well, that's um, exactly
0: it, and uh,
1: yeah. you know if we're gonna kind of touch on it,
0: I mean the 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 people that are obviously uh, hurt the most on these cruise ships are women. They're more
1: yep. uh, they're more vulnerable, obviously. I sense the, a uh, theme here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... If you're a woman, you are very likely to be victimized by the fucked up things that happen in the system. That seems exactly to be a it. common theme in you know because
0: it's it, it's all it's it, it all ties back to how society's been set up and yeah. just oh yeah we're equal now high five and nothing else <laughs> changed like. Like, yeah. We got a high five. Yes, we can vote. Okay, yeah. well,
1: we still base all studies off of men. We do we make sure that all of our common language is male-oriented. So, Problem, yeah. You know, I There's uh, a lot of issues. I, I don't want to
0: beat the feminist drum. I I don't no, But uh, if you're going on a cruise ship and let's say something happens, like there was this uh, case uh, that I sent you guys where this, uh, this woman got sexually assaulted on a uh, cruise ship. And then uh, when they docked at the uh, country that they were headed to, uh, the police of that country had no jurisdiction aboard that ship because it was flying a Panama flag. And this guy was able to get off the cruise ship, get onto this country and basically fucking disappear. And the lady said, if this had happened at a Seven Eleven. In the States, this guy would have been arrested. Yep. But the fact that it happened on a ship where it's flying a flag, that's not the country that you came from. Uh, and, And here's the other thing. They're putting fucking roller coasters on these things. Yep. Would you go on a roller coaster if the country that was looking after it was Panama? No. Would you go uh, on a Panama roller coaster? <laughs> I would have a hard
1: time eating from a Panama McDonald's. The- <laughs> I, feel, I feel at the end of the day, when you don't have regulations, I don't give a <laughs> roller coasters are an extreme. Fuck, I wouldn't even trust the food. Here's I've the had thing: food in unregulated places like the Dominican and like outside of the resorts expect to get violent diarrhea. Yes, right. That's and, just something uh, that you expect but that's kind of just the part and parcel of not having regulations, right? I think mean, that's the biggest the, the biggest issue. All of the plus sides for organizations reg- registering in countries that don't have regulations, which is typically they do it for labor reasons, but with the case of cruises it's tax and uh, and, and legal labor. And, well, and labor and, too. And, and, and labor for yeah. sure. They a lot of those contracts um are with American employees and so it, the contracts actually take force in US soil, so their contracts are enforced by American law a lot of the time. I don't know if there was ever a conflict how that would play out, but that that contract law is typically built like designed that way to be yeah. established in the country what, that it's What signed. really
0: kind of upsets me is uh, no one until I think 2012 under Obama, no cruise company had to report any deaths or accidents or crimes yeah. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Until Obama came in and he had uh, he passed some cruise ship legislation where basically they have to report any, you know, sexual misconduct or, you know, uh, violence, assaults. But they got a loophole on deaths. Uh, The deaths have to be suspicious in order for them to be, you know, reported to. Uh, the FBI. And uh, that still gives cruise ships a whole bunch of leniency because here's the thing, you know uh, if 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 you knowing all this now, understand, you you basically can very simply murder somebody taking them on a cruise. Yeah, like it, it, putting it this way, as soon as you're twelve miles off ashore, you're in international waters, you're now governed by Panama and the crew on board. You know, someone accidentally falls off the side of you know, their balcony they're just going to write that up as suspicious and you know if you're you know the spouse or the murderer trying to get away with it you know you just say oh you know they had a little too much to drink last night it's really unfortunate i didn't notice till i woke up this morning and oh my god i'm a widow like they'll be like oh well the accidents happen because they don't want the hassle of reporting that death to the fbi oh yeah because that affects their insurance year over year that affects you know uh, obviously the litigation and everything else they just want to kind of throw it under the rug and if you're not asking for money or anything they'll easily easily happily do that. Yeah. And that to me is a humongous red flag. Uh the, the final thing I kind of wanted to bring up about cruise ships in general is that they're humongous soft targets. Yeah. Uh you know, any other if you visit a country, you're at least protected by that country's military from any foreign combatant. Yeah. You know, if somebody's going to come into that country and try to blow shit up or invade that country, you can at least rely somewhat on uh you know, the UN or NATO or that country's military defending you at least so you can get to an embassy and get the fuck out of there. But when you're on a cruise ship, if there's an attack that breaks out, you're relying strictly on either the country that you're within 12 miles of, which could be literally anywhere. And then even then they can still say, no, you're you're a foreign object. We don't give a shit about you. Like, look what happened with coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, We had all those uh, outside of Japan. They didn't even let them in. They were like, no, you can stay in the fucking boat. We don't want anything to do with you. And they actually had their own statistics for the outbreak because they didn't want them included in Japanese statistics or something. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And they were on uh, a Japanese water when the outbreak occurred, so technically it was their problem. But because uh, cruise ships fly different flags, it throws them under a whole jurisdiction, and it's up to the government discretion, essentially.
2: Well, yeah. Well, the fact so,
1: that they're all big soft targets is actually what, I mean... I, I, Almost certain that's how they got it. How the United States entered into the Second World War was floating a soft target through German water oh, yeah. to have them attack. So that because, but my here's the thing, I mean, trying to get more people to actually enlist in, for the war, right? But they, the
0: they, German U boat captains, uh, were really largely um, commended on tonnage sunk. Yeah, uh, they had little handbooks that kind of estimated tonnage based on what they'd see through a periscope. And you got to remember the the technology they were using back then was not even anywhere near today's. So they would have seen a large object, they would have got the tonnage, and they would have either assumed it was a vessel transporting soldiers or supplies. Yeah. And that would that would have been a prime target.
1: Well I remember that the (laughs) the story coming out of it was that um the the German national, I think it was the, the national governing party took out an ad in the New York Times Warning people not to get on this cruise ship because if it were to go through German waters, it was going to get sunk. But the United States military was having a hard time because they had stopped drafting. And so they they, they're having a hard time getting people to enlist. And so basically, they were like, yeah, fuck it. And they they sent the cruise ship over there as a as a an attempt to get more people to enlist. And that's Balls. exactly what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Those flags. Yeah. So after after well, the, the ship goes down, they run all of those things going, uh, Germans are attacking Americans. Americans yeah, are now all yeah, victims. And we have to go. And then they all enlisted. But right? you can
0: exactly see how this all plays into the fact that governments don't give a fuck as soon as you're on the water. They, they don't. They, yeah. they, they, they The Germans said, we're going to sink a ship if it's in our water. And the Americans said, well, it's a cruise ship. It doesn't. That's not really ours once it's twelve miles away, and you know you can play that however you want. It's a little different now with today's legislation, but all I'm saying is, if I was an Al Qaeda group, I you know ISIS or whatever, and I had access to one dinghy or one plane, and you have this fucking five times the size of the Titanic boat with no defenses, and a no roller coaster. no defenses um there is no they only have uh handguns and assault rifles on these boats they have no way to defend from you know foreign attack or really any attack at all so here's the thing most of those boats lay out you can look at the blueprints online they're public domain so if you, you can plan this out simply in like 10 minutes, I'm on this podcast. You can kind of see where I'm going with that. Yep. You, you drive a dinghy up to the back of this thing and boom, the whole thing sinks. And here's the thing. When there's a traumatic explosion on these boats, they're containing pressure out. Yeah. So they're already pushing pressure away, i.e. the water they're pushing down. You add pressure to that with a hole, that, that boat's going down in minutes, you yep. know, especially if you hit near the diesel um, reserves on these boats, which are humongous. I mean, uh, the other impact on these cruise ships is just the sheer green impact. Yep. And this is the only time you're really going to hear me talk about this is the right side of things, because there are certain greenhouse gases that are horrible. And one of those is uh, nitrous ox, uh, NO2 gas, yeah, the, yeah. the NOx gas that you get from diesel engines. And uh, I think it's Princess Cruise admits to emitting more gas, uh, or more of these nauseous uh, NO2 fumes than all of the European vehicles combined. (laughs) And they are only one cruise ship company operating in the country, in in the world, right? So here's the thing. When you have to make a city float on water and move, obviously you're going to have a tremendous output, right? So... Yeah. Three reasons. Huge reason not to. Obviously, your rights don't really apply in the country that you think they do. You're not a Canadian citizen in Canada on a boat. No. You're a Canadian citizen in Panama on a boat in international waters and wherever they dock, they're not going to have jurisdiction on that boat. Yeah. And the second thing is huge target. And the final thing is massive greenhouse emissions.
1: Yeah, there's really not a lot of upside there, right? And
0: what's well, the value? And I, I'm, I'm trying to explain that the danger outweighs the value.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, there's so much stake put into that all-inclusive side of things in, in for American vacationers. I think that that's one of the things uh, that when people are looking for a vacation opportunity, they tend to vacation abroad because they can go to those smaller areas that are typically and talk run. about
0: what a cultureless way to travel.
1: Yeah, like if you really want to get
0: the culture of where you're going, you want to pay local businesses, you want to stay at those mom and pop shops. Oh, it's the,
1: it's the most rank hypocritical thing that Americans do because the yeah. w- the thing that they they get most pissed off about when immigrants come is not tipping, <laughs> and and not wanting to spend locally at smaller areas. Yeah, right. And that's the first thing that they avoid doing when they go to other areas. But it's I think with with uh with the united states especially with a lot of americans who would go on cruise ships a lot of their their background is fear-based right like mm-hmm. that's that and and i think that that's a lot of the the gun toting side but, but of here's americans the thing i mean well. why
0: in the fuck would you be a fear-based prepper and you know like there's there's people like this that they, they toe the line with oh we the second amendment second amendment second amendment we got to be protected 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 and then you're going on a cruise well yeah but you're you're an idiot yeah
1: <laughs> but that, most 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 of them are yeah well i I, I, (laughs) I think that's the problem is a lot of people there are fucking dumb uh, right and not just there obviously there's a bunch of idiots here but i'm just saying that with there's just a a a massive amount of idiocy that goes on to cruise ships it is it is one of the few places where where you you can i would not really shed a tear if one were to go down because i feel like the iq points of the country just went up
0: I mean, and that's I, a horrible ooh. thing to say. But. Oh, it's a horrible thing to say.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, it's so, they are. Like you've pointed out, they're bad at every angle. They yeah. don't benefit anyone. Yeah. There's no tax base for it. The I employee... mean, maybe
0: murderers and rapists.
1: The, yeah, the employees are are abused. And the, oh, let's the... get into that. Oh yeah, now, let's just uh, let's just
0: pause there. The bulk of the uh, population that they employ are Filipino. Yeah, and uh, the reason is because a uh, Filipino on a work visa, um, especially an international visa, because you'd be working on the on the water, still applies to Filipino law. Yeah, and under a pure new. Uh, numerical system uh the the Filipino government basically breaks down the human body uh to to if you injure this part of your body the company would owe you this if you injure this part of your body the company would owe you this um I, i'm sure you've seen it yeah they value guess i don't know if adam's seen it guess how much a male penis is worth Ooh, in the philippines that. how much in the, okay.
2: in the philippines
0: yeah, like let's say you're a Filipino worker working on a Princess cruise line, and you're carrying a tray, uh, and then you know the boat uh, encounters a little turbulence, uh, table flies in front of you, you <laughs> fall over the table, food flies up, and then like somehow um, an old lady runs over your nuts with a, in a wheelchair, like oh my uh, that. That God. was a <laughs> just vastly like broad I, I, scenario. Yeah, but you see it happening, right? <laughs> like it, turbulence happened. Sure. Like you ever watch those videos where like uh, look at boat acts, like cruise ship accidents? Oh yeah. Okay. Literally, like the whole thing, like the camera stays in one place, but everything fucking moves. Yeah. And then, like, just gravity takes over. Like, your tray's gone, and then you got an old lady scooter just crushing your nutsack. Yeah. So let's say you're, you're,
2: you're. So you're I better be just, getting,
0: like. It, yeah. How much least, do you, how much do
2: you think, Adam? I better be getting, like, Hundreds of thousands of dollars. My guess my, is probably close penis. to five grand. <laughs> okay, the pessimist. Oh yeah, see uh, that. Yeah, how much is it actually worth though? I yeah. I would like to get like hundreds of thousands of dollars, yes. but yeah, I do feel like it's like how much do 000. you think?
0: Yeah, ten, 10 grand. It's twenty thousand six hundred dollars. Okay, that's not literally how much my dick is worth. You- <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. I,
2: I don't value it to that.
0: <laughs> but literally, they, they 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 hire strictly that group because
1: if accidents do happen, uh, they have to pay out the least amount of money. It's probably easier, too, to do your finances because you can then actually kind of like the old, we'll bring it back to the Pinto case. <laughs> you, have, you have a known value for things that are going to lo- be lost. It actually yeah. makes your financial write-offs way easier at the right. outset. Yeah. I'm going to write off 17 penises this year. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you can
0: easily do that and pack your uh, pack your tickets. So, yeah. like, let's say uh, last year you had, you know, four penis injuries that resulted in uh, $80,000 that you had to pay out as the company now yeah. you have this many passengers let's say we're anticipating 180,000 passengers well how are we going to pay off that extra 80 grand over 180,000 people well let's put well, 80 grand divided by 180 it's boom like we call cents. it the penis pack yeah. <laughs> thank you very much <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: 45 cent
2: penis surcharge that's right, right. There, per passenger do no, t- tickets 000. go up well yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to hang on to mine for a little bit longer it's too low I'm not selling today thank you very much yeah fair enough fair enough <laughs> enough well we got the uh, we got the banker on
0: the phone upstairs yeah. he's prepared to make you another offer
1: i feel like at the end of the day the first thing these guys should be doing should be ensuring their nuts and testicles and Sounds arms good. and shit individually like all yeah. the celebrities do in the states Right. Oh, it, it, yes. Yeah, insuring individual yeah. parties. You know what?
0: You should just... You know what, Tristan? We should go on a uh, a cruise, you and I, and just sell health 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 plans to these guys. Like, hey, do you know...
1: Register our company in Panama so we're actually in That's operating, right. operating jurisdiction. That's right. And then yeah. sell health insurance to the, to the, to the crew employees. <laughs> so Steve over there is a murderer. And, uh, Did you he, know? He's got a very good chance of coming by your room tonight. Do you want me to give you uh, financial security for your family in case he does come to your room what happens
2: when the pirates come
0: there's actually no like here's the thing i mean they have their own internal police force essentially on these boats and they have a jail where they call the brig but if you basically get into trouble on these boats uh they largely just kind of seclude you to your room and keep a guard outside so like yeah no and they have the right to do that for any reason they see fit yeah so if, if we went and tried to sell life insurance on these boats, we'd probably be, you know, but it would be fun. That would actually be hilarious. You yeah. know, it'd be, it be funny to do. Be like, hey, hey well, if guard, they to stop us, we excuse can me, sir, do them. you know that if both your
2: legs break,
0: <laughs> that's only worth 60 grand? How, is that going to feed your family, sir? It's like, shut up.
2: I'm both this. your legs are, well, I guess that makes sense. What's the most expensive body? Your part? legs. Is it? Yeah. It's 60 grand for 60 both? 60
0: grand a pop if you lose both your legs, yeah
1: interesting
2: you think for if you lost
1: one the first time and then like a week later but on the same cruise you lost the other one that second one would be less valuable simply because you weren't going to be walking anyways all that effectively and therefore buy you by know what I'm sure of they'd make it wow.
0: I'm sure I'm sure they'd make an argument to save a few grand yeah. oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. they'd be like and, yeah that second this one was exactly why you like, you it was a BOGO this is exactly why you shouldn't go on a cruise guys just he's don't.
1: right-footed and we took that one out yeah. last week so his left one's gone this time we, only can look at, we can
0: look at modern examples too i mean with the pandemic that happened i mean whether you're a vaxxer an anti-vaxxer masker anti and you're listening to this show i don't give a fuck i'm giving examples of what actually happened keep your opinions to your fucking self wear a mask don't wear a mask i don't give a shit just honestly keep it to yourself at this point i want you to wear a mask i want you to be socially responsible but i don't want to fucking ignite the right uh, and all these idiots that say oh you're growing your own virus in your mask and it's actually no i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to hear this so let's just well, move on you from that but here's the thing oil, if, you know, you, uh, if you look at uh, what happened to all these cruise ships during this pandemic just how quickly the virus spreaded on them oh yeah you know it's like How? Uh, We put everybody in their own rooms. It's because all the air ventilation's connected. You're on a big tube, essentially. I see.
1: We get to this physical danger, and all I keep thinking about is I watch shows like Restaurant Impossible, and... and this is in the United States where you where where without fail, I don't know if anybody's ever seen this. It's where Robert Irvine or there's ones with uh, with Gordon Ramsay where they go into a restaurant that like, please come help us. We're 800 grand in debt and we don't know why oh and their food God. is shit, the building's shit and all that all everybody there is 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 a horrible at their job. But The reason I'm bringing this up is Without fail, 90% of those episodes, they go into the kitchen, and it's disgusting. Yeah. Rats dead everywhere, maggots yeah. on top of food, food not labeled that's out and just rotting, things that have never been cleaned before in 30-plus years. I that's disgusting. I had to clean this. It, in a country night. with regulations. Yeah. In a country with regulations. right. Yeah obviously nowhere near what Canada's at. In Canada, we have those restaurants as well, but on a significantly smaller scale because Very. we have higher standards for getting Quite. into the restaurant industry. I yeah. think and, so. our, and our,
0: and uh, our, and our health and, uh, s- service. Yeah. Actually, we're significantly
1: better. We yeah, funded them They properly. go out
0: there and they can shut a place down. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and then not only that, they post everything in public. That's public what I domain. love is that it's all posted yeah. it's online. Like you can look up a restaurant under, uh, in Edmonton here and see yeah. the last, uh, health inspection. Yeah. yeah. You know, and see, okay, well, they weren't labeling sanitizer, right? That's actually one of the most common fucking things. Sanitizer is not potent enough yeah. or it's mislabeled. So it's getting into your food. Oh, so, I've oh, seen it literally of times. Man. You just
2: I'll put water in the sandy. We don't need it yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's brutal. just
1: no not good but not i mean good. the reason i bring that up is like that's that's the level in a country that has regulations you mm-hmm. go on a panama cruise and like everybody makes jokes about this but food foodborne illnesses on cruise ships are so common it's it's a punchline in every comedian's back pocket that's right, right? they talk about it all the time right and and so the idea of a virus is spreading quickly i mean that's it's the easiest place to spread it because there's no regulatory ba- uh, uh, protections for people. So the guys cooking your food could be not wearing their gloves. They could stick their finger in to taste it. And then all of a sudden, if he was sick, every single person who touches that that, that meal has a bite, is likely to, to contract something. There's no buffer. And so... Regulations, which it's so and if it's funny viral, because viral it'll spread f- after, oh, 100% before you know? even show symptoms, exactly
0: right. right? So, it, it, you know, you can't just look at the bacterial infection or foodborne illness, yeah. It's also the fact that it could be a viral infection, you know, the guy sneezes on it, you ingest it, now you're sick, but then you sneeze on somebody, yeah. You have no idea you, you're even sick for up to three days, yeah, incubating this virus, and that's why like these places, these cruise ships just become cesspits, yeah, uh, you know, and with in days like the the number of positive cases on that uh cruise ship out of japan went from like five to 130 yeah and they were like how did that happen it's like well obviously there's AC. no cleaning standards on these ships because
1: yeah. they're <laughs> registered, registered in, in Panama. Panama. exactly there you go there but i think go. the funny thing is is that i feel like if there were libertarians from the u.s who are listening they'd probably feel not represented by you only in the sense that at the end of the day, and this is a good thing, I genuinely think this okay, is a good thing. no, hold agree on, on, hold
0: on. If, if you want to take all this risk and go anyways, go No, 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 but that's not it's what I'm saying, but we're saying.
1: I think that the <laughs> conclusion that regulations on the basis of protecting people are a good thing is a conclusion that we've agreed on at every level, right? Whether we're regulating the police to protect people, that regulations that don't go to protect people are fucking stupid, but regulations that go to protect people are fucking important. I feel like those two things we've agreed on.
0: I think a government's job should only be the protection of its people. Yeah, I genuinely believe in... in, You know, I I don't think that has to be in a monetary sense. I mean, the Death on the High Seas Act sucks, yes, but if you're aware of that and you go on a cruise ship without insurance, that's your own damn fault. This is me just strictly saying hey, if you're of the same mind of me and you haven't done the research, here we are.
1: Yeah, They've I think a lot of it is people aren't informed about exactly. what, what they are. And, you know, are. in a lot of
0: ways, marketing nowadays, like we've talked, is a lot more uh, statistic yeah. and a lot less uh, guess and check. Yeah. So chances are, if you're getting marketed to for cruises, it's probably because you've been looking on Expedia. And, you know, it's really easy to get into that narrow mind track and that tunnel vision and say, okay, I got to find the best deal, got to find the best deal. And you kind of like tune the world out this is yeah. just us trying to break in and say hey you know you worked hard saving that money you paid hst pst gst tax, luxury tax like likely property tax if not you paid tax on your rent uh you pay tax on your income and guess what you paid tax on tax when you paid for gas oh and the new carbon tax don't forget that tax after that's all said and done a little bit of money that you have left all we're trying to do is say hey don't risk yourself spending it a- like, don't don't save money on your own security there's more there's more to a good deal <laughs> you know? than the price tag that's I think exactly is really it. what we're looking and, at here uh, all i'm saying is yeah that price tag is low but it also comes with the fact that you're boarding a ship run by a third world country well we both we both um, have this line
1: right like from from selling cars which is there's, uh,
2: there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no
1: such thing as a good good deal on the wrong car right mm-hmm. we used to say that all the time that was something that you and i we we repeated on a regular basis because somebody's coming and looking at a minivan that's and i right. have a budget of five grand and i'm like well i got a celica yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you got a two-door toyota from 95 is that really what you need right now On a fucking seven seater like yeah i can give this guy a great deal on a celica but it's not the one that you fucking need yeah right yeah. and and that's the same idea if you need a vacation for under two grand then you're looking at vacations wrong Right? Well, no, I feel like he, he, no, it's not, no, no, no,
0: no. I, I, I don't think a two thousand dollar budget. No, no, no. I'm not is... saying
1: I'm not saying that that's not. I'm not saying a two thousand dollar budget isn't enough or anything. Yeah. Or that you wouldn't deserve to go on a vacation. Okay, okay. What I'm saying is that you don't try to then look for the most you can fit under that two grand. Because what you're gonna get a lot of the time, like if you're if you're if you have a twenty thousand dollar budget looking for a for a car and you pigeonhole yourself into thinking I'm only gonna get a brand new car, you're gonna end up with a shitty car. You're going to end uh. up with a Hyundai or a Kia or an entry-level vehicle from another company, but you're not going to get anything of value, right? Chevy and, Spark, and so well, and that's the the pro- the pro- the problem is, is that people people then go to Kia, right? A lot of them do, and they don't understand why their resale value is so low because these cars are produced low quality right It's mm-hmm. not no. a long-term investment no and the same idea goes when you're vacationing if you're trying to shove all the bells and whistles into a smaller budget that doesn't fit it properly you're gonna you're gonna be paying for it in another way and on cruises you're paying for it with your safety you're paying for it with your 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 health and a lot of the time it's just your mental comfort as well right your mental well-being of knowing that you're protected yeah if, if you're on a floating boat and if you're in any other scenario, any vacation in the United States or Canada um, or most of, uh, of, of Europe, and you wake up from your locked room with a man standing over top of you, there will be a legal presence that will remove that person and will make sure that they are, are shown some form of justice. That does not exist on a cruise ship. And you like, know in a lot you of ways...
0: Uh, this this woman that was sexually assaulted, uh, actually, by one of the crew members, uh, the, the, the oh, story really? I shared with you guys. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, essentially, uh, they offered her uh, for counseling uh, and a uh, refund on her cruise and then another seven day cruise. So it's like, congratulations, <laughs> you were just sexually assaulted. Do you want to return to the scene of the crime for another seven <laughs> days? Did she? I, I doubt it. I, well, I, she went on the first one well yeah she went on one.
1: <laughs> that's like if, if jagermeister had just read an article about a woman getting raped after having five Jager bombs and they're like you know what you get is a lifetime supply of jagermeister oh, that is the worst possible thing you could fucking offer but that's exactly
0: and, what i'm saying i mean and this is where i'm going to tie this into uh you know third world countries you visit to feel like a king you know like uh we're going to stop kind of cruise there i mean do your own research guys i mean if you really want to go on that stupid cruise to europe and go norwegian and think you're all good and you're paying all that extra money norwegian built in their terms and conditions don't have to pay you for literally something called perils of the sea (laughs) <laughs> and acts of god anytime that a business tries to throw act of god into reasons why to not pay you do not go with that company yeah. just don't because literally if you believe in god and they basically wrote that into their uh terms and conditions anything can be seen as an act of god yeah. so you really want to play lawyer and try to after something has happened negotiate with these companies that so daisically write um, you know, things that they don't have to pay on, oh,
1: that's, like just that's avoid like the, the whole American situation. insurance scheme, right? That's what yeah. they, how they get away with almost everything, right? Is the the idea of the acts of God clause, which is uh, natural disasters don't have payouts as a result of that. So it's it's <laughs> what leaves a lot of people homeless and yeah. and without any shelter, without and any com- uh,
0: Realistically, any- if it's not terrorism, terrible food, revolt of the crew, the next best thing that's going to get you on a cruise ship is an
1: act of God. Well, I would also well, argue strongly well, that a terrorist well, organization any of those is uh, be an also going to claim that they are an act of God. Yeah. Most terrorists tend to claim to have God on their side. Yeah, so they would be point. saying, we are an act of God. They yeah. might even scream it out loud while it's happening. Oh, yeah. God. And I could see an insurance company fucking going, <laughs> uh-huh. hey, well no, they're saying they're yeah. working on a God's <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. oh man but Uh that's the kind of dirty shit you have right like the the interesting thing when you're arguing jurisdiction and the idea of getting away from uh responsibility there's a vancouver legal case so there's a there's an actual uh law office in vancouver i have to look up their name again because it was a couple of years since i looked into them but um they provide legal services uh, for companies that operate in third world countries and the craziest shit so Basically, they provide legal, legal services to one company that's operating slave. There's like a slavery trade yeah. in a third world country. And I can't remember the country. I have to look into the details of this. But, um, but yeah, basically, they have argued forever that they, it's, they're, not, they're not protecting slave trade. What they're doing is they're representing a client. They're, what their client does in a third world country is dependent on the, the laws of that third world country. But here's the kicker. Nobody in Canada could sue them for it because Canadians weren't impacted by it and it wasn't happening on Canadian soil. But two of the slaves escaped and made their way to Vancouver and then pressed charges. Oh, yeah. So now there's a jurisdictional battle between these guys who are held as slaves as they're suing the lawyers who protected the slave trade in this one region, so there's this a massive, massive law firm that steals the top law students. Uh, so they're they're so well known that they take the top law students. I know uh, our top law student from my graduating year, uh, when worked for them. And, yeah, that's awesome. And, and you can tell because he's got absolutely no credibility to his name. He's a very, very smart and hardworking person, but he's he has absolutely no ethical uh, understa- understanding or appreciation of ethics whatsoever. Okay, but but they go and work they they basically contort themselves to say well i'm fighting for just another side of the law just a different opinion on the law well, it's like well what you're defending right now the outcome of it is literal slavery yeah that's so yeah hmm. but but they can you're conditioned in these situations why is it that
0: either the top graduating students of any uh, field tend to get hired by the worst companies. Well, you know, like it's it, that, that's, that—that's—that's what you see. Like mechanical engineers. Guess what? We have a great job for you, Lockheed Martin. Son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, know? that's where the money comes from,
1: right? Like the <laughs> yeah. But this is what we talked Just about last tragic. week a little bit, right? Is criminal defense lawyers don't have a fuckload of money. Corporate lawyers do. Yeah. Corporate and financial lawyers do. So I but, looked
0: into it actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a uh, stark like two to one. Oh, on the income. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, that's the not including benefits or time off or anything uh one uh one defense lawyer argued it was like a three to one pay difference if you include all the extra time off that uh crown can basically give themselves yep. i had no idea oh yeah I, I thought all lawyers were just the jet setting you know uh play golf till three you know work the four Ts, tuesdays thursdays 10 no, to 2 criminal defense but lawyers no, are
1: dragged no, through the mud no, by the media no. because they're changing like like no so we've gone through a lot of topics and i've gone yeah. doubled back and learned more shit like how there's there's uh how the cia when they were going through the cuban missile crisis the cia was taking out all sorts of ads with uh, they had 40 journalists working internally yep. that were then just put a brand, uh, a propaganda branch of their yep. of their uh of their organization and all they were doing was putting out articles about cubans causing atrocities everywhere that's right and none of that actually happened it was all fake all the photos were doctored everything was fake and that was they how they actually, designed it the,
0: the, the head of that was operation- was actually pulled from a Second World War uh, group uh, out of the OSS, out of England. Uh, So (laughs) the MI5 OSS and um, uh, the the British Secret Service, or whatever they called themselves, they worked really close together. Americans and uh, the UK, we always have. I mean, when the Twin Towers were attacked, the first plane to land in America was full of MI5 agents. Yeah, Yeah, it was, that's just, that's how close we are with them. Well, Uh, intelligence agencies
1: uh, in the West are, like, all very tight
0: oh yeah and that's how that's how uh well i don't think it was snowden it was another one of those guys that released all those other secrets that that uh that plane shooting uh of uh all those uh guy with a camera and the uh the the fucking helicopter attacked him uh it was some sort of it was a it was a it was like a private or something in one of these um it wasn't snowden or uh But basically, he worked in the intelligence sector, and, uh, because we're so close with all our NATO allies, we, we share all of this information. Uh, and this guy was given access to all this information, right? So he could just go in and look up, you know, what we were sharing with England today. Yeah. And one was a video of a, uh, I think it was an Apache helicopter pilot just fucking marking like, fucking 12 people on the ground. And it, it made the news. Uh, all you have to do is look up, uh, you know, accidental um, uh, cameraman, Apache. I'm sure he yeah, was just uh, civilians. Yeah. They're, they're well, it's essentially die, what right? happened is uh the uh, helicopter pilot identified... Uh, The cameraman as uh, carrying an RPG, not a uh, camera. Okay. And then he killed... Everybody and the, the, you can hear the dialogue of it while it was going on. He's like, ah, fucking wax that guy. Oh, yeah. Send the flag. Let's go. Oh, look at that! Like it's just like it's just crude, yeah. right? And obviously, like this guy took it and then showed it to uh, WikiLeaks at the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there was a whole bunch of other information that he was sending to WikiLeaks over time as well. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's kind of interesting that a lot of intelligence isn't going towards other countries; it's going to. Uh, the same country's civilian base. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny that espionage now is not country versus country so much as it's country versus its people.
1: Well, that's yeah. what the whole purpose of the Homeland Security Act was, right? No one. Mm-hmm. So like when I was talking about how CSIS was like one of the most strongly relied upon uh, spy agencies by the United States, it was mm-hmm. because they didn't have legal ability, like legal authority to spy in their country. So what they did was they contracted CSIS <laughs> to spy on their people and then would just trade the information. That's so, exactly it's it. It's a stupid ass loophole.
2: That's so mental.
1: Yeah, yeah. 100% but uh so they had tried an attack on the twin towers in 92 so one of the towers was attacked with with Who an airplane that? yeah uh, so, the United States, that was actually a well-known... Yeah, yeah, you can look it up. So, there's an actual attack that they tried on their own people, and they tried to pass the Homeland Security T- uh, Act right after that, but the death count was below 300, I think it was, and so what they said was they needed a death count above 300. I don't 300. think it
0: involved involve a plane. I think it involved a bomb. Yeah, it was but, a bomb,
1: uh, but they tried taking out the Twin Tower. Like, mm-hmm. it was a—it was another false attack on it. Um, I think it was 92 or 93. That I'd, have I'd have to, to look, to look, look it
0: up. into. I don't know... Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, anymore.
1: like, I'll Google it when we're, when we honestly, we're, like, yeah. I, I
0: really try to avoid 9 11 because there's just so much conspiracy around it. Yeah. I mean, for um, me, like, I, for me, like, you look at it either way, Saddam Hussein, uh, or, or, sorry, um, bin Laden, the guy that planned it, if you go back far enough, he was actually funded by the CIA. Yeah. February 26,
1: 1993, a truck bomb detonated below the North Tower yeah. of the World Trade Center. So yeah, that I, was, I recall that. Yeah. Yeah. So my, um, and this, and and then this could be part of the conspiracy theory side of it. Then uh, that 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 was all uh, an effort to put the Homeland Security bill forward. But yeah, that 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 narrative it, makes sense. I wouldn't put it
0: past the CIA doing shit like that. No, I mean like they've been attacking well, they've done their it own people too. to take power. Yeah. Uh, they, they do a whole bunch of crooked shit. But you know, to kind of tie this all back to uh, travel, <laughs> uh, just because we're you know I I just want to keep this going for maybe another ten minutes. Yep. Uh, then we'll uh, we'll cut it off for this week, but. Uh, you know, even if we don't take a cruise, the other thing I just wanted to point out is, you know, and you feel it. You feel it when you land in these places. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, let's say you decide to spend a little more and go to Jamaica, you know, not go on a cruise. Here's the thing. You land in Jamaica, you're going to be driving 30, 40 minutes to two hours to your resort through it's part of the poorest place on the planet. Yeah. You know, you've got people literally building buildings. um, to live in, because they don't work. That's literally their job—to to build a house that they can live in and live off the land.
2: It used to be what being a human was about.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's uh, there's a great song called Civilization from like the '40s, '50s. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. Basically, it goes through like this guy. He's like, I don't want to leave the jungle. Oh no, 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 no. Because there's all this technology that you think is great, but ultimately what you do when you want time off is what I do all the time. Yeah. You know, I swim and I fish. I I do that all year round. Right? And it's a a good song. Just give it a listen. If if you're a Fallout fan, you've probably heard it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I just kind of wanted to tie in that, you know, a lot of these uh, things that you miss as far as your own personal safeties and regulations, they're also tied to visiting these places.
1: Well, and then you there's know? the the backside of that too, is when you're vacationing in these other places, you're spending your money in other jurisdictions and it's not going back to the system that is upholding your country. Exactly. And so when you're not vacationing, vacationing locally, there's a massive trickle down effect that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. So wait, wait, are you believing in trickle down economics now? Not trickle down economics, but definitely like butterfly effect of horrible decisions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay, you
0: can play with words, but uh, what I'm what I'm hearing is trickle down economics
1: works uh ooh, definitely not trickle down, <laughs> tri- trickle down economics has not worked under absolutely any condition
0: i agree i mean i just said you're driving through <laughs> you're driving through absolute poverty getting to these
1: i'm just being a troll no i like,
0: see you we had this whole trickle down conversation oh on yeah, yeah yeah previous but, but i think that the
1: the biggest thing is like so in, in canada what what we don't what we don't realize is how privileged we are. So, we're going to talk about, like, mining rights. We're going to talk about natural resources at some point in a future, in a future episode. But just to kind of let people know, like, in Canada, we own... We have national parks and we have provincial parks. That's actually a somewhat of a novel idea of holding land for the public's enjoyment. Um, you don't get that in, in every country. You do get that in a lot more Western civilizations. But what's been happening and what's been happening under conservative government so it was started by Stephen Harper um and and it's been taken the mantle's been taken up by by Kenny is there's a narrative going from the media right now that people are selling off provincial parks or national parks and the response to that is we're not and the problem is is that the truth lies in the middle what the what what's been happening is if by not vacationing locally the wealthier we get the more we want to travel abroad and spend our money outwards but what happens is then we don't have as many people spending their money at the parks here funding it right which there is always going to be a cost to having public property public land it has to be it has to be upkept you have to pay for rangers um and all of that right and trails have to be maintained all that stuff and when they get less funding there's then pressure to stop oh, you mean that
0: if you visit these places we actually have to protect you
1: <laughs> I know, it's kind of weird. What I mean, not not to a massive extreme, but yeah, within reason, 100%. Within but, reason. I know, but the reason doesn't really touch a lot of uh, Panama, and, unfortunately. You know, that's <laughs> the thing.
0: I mean, do you want to travel to a place where you're at a higher risk of danger, or do you want to maybe spend less money and check out your own backyard?
1: I find it and, funny that most know, people's ideal of vacation, like this all-inclusive, is basically their idea of a socialist hell at the same time it's well, a very weird one where they they want everything paid for uh, and they want to be in the most comfort pampered position but only temporarily because it's a socialist yeah. hell if it's for everybody yeah right? you know they, <laughs> like, they, they <laughs> want that utopia
0: where you can get whatever you ask for yeah but like i said that just kills the culture where you're going because oh, like, you're not getting the mom and pop mexican cuisine no. at these resorts you're getting whitewashed tacos You know, you're sitting beside the lady from the states who voted for Trump, and you know the cigarettes on the beach. You know they're cheaper, but don't buy them. Oh, Thailand uh, as well. Like don't just
1: the amount of don't buy cigars on the
0: the beach. Okay, now I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I'm just going to touch on this real quick. But every episode, I tend to smoke a cigar. Uh, I'm a big cigar fan. I love cigars. Adam also uh, a big cigar fan as well. Um, If you go to Mexico, Jamaica, or any of these uh, resorts. And you find yourself on the beach and you're not a typical cigar smoker, (laughs) um, you'll be approached by probably 10 people, if you're out there for an hour, trying to sell you cigars. Yeah. And a lot of these have nice bands, like Cohiba, or Davidoff, or Alceo yeah, Fuente, or, you know, they've got a whole bunch of different, really luxury cigars, and they're selling to you for, like, 20 bucks. That's because a, they're yeah, fucking cigarillos bucks a wrapped in a banana leaf. It's actually <laughs> worse than that. Um, a lot of the times, what it is, uh, especially in Mexico, this is probably the biggest culprit, um, they can print these bands on their computers very cheaply and basically reband. Uh, cheap Mexican cigars that they lar- largely roll at their house and uh, or, you know, cigar factories in Mexico. Yeah. And a lot of the times these really, really, really cheap cigars you get on the beach are what they call um, shavings and droppings. So essentially, it's all the stuff that they couldn't roll into a proper cigar. They sweep off the floor, yeah, the floor with all the rat shit and piss (laughs) and hair and where everybody's stepping all day, uh, and then they roll that into a cigar. And you can actually um, cut open one of those, if you ended up getting a box for a friend or you're in mexico and you ended up buying one and you're just listening to this podcast get a knife and cut it open a proper cigar you can look at a youtube video i'm sure uh, it looks like this uh, the tobacco leaf was folded in more of an accordion or in a rolled um, manner right it's to basically make sure it burns right there's a proper draw but here's the thing if you're inhaling literal rat shit rat poison and a lot of other toxins that aren't supposed to be in your cigar uh, you're just hurting yourself so do yourself a favor if you want to smoke a cigar, down there buy it in canada or the states at a mom and pop shop go to your local cigar guy be like hey man i'm going down for a trip i just want to buy some cigars or you know buy them in the airport uh, well, I think the,
1: the moral of the story the there duty is free. that if you like the food on cruise ships, you'll definitely like the taste of beachfront <laughs> cigars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because, wow, are they going to provide uh, you much the same thing? Yeah, exactly.
0: So just like there's yeah. just so many cautions with vacationing nowadays because yeah. a lot of the vacations we do aren't inside of our own country. And that's really all I'm trying to say is we got to... You know, to wrap this up, we got another five minutes or so. Well, Uh, I'm just going
1: to quickly then jump into the Parks thing and kind of finish that thought. Yeah, absolutely. So the one one thing that I want to point out is that one thing that Harper did, and and Kenny worked with Harper really closely, and that's why their their tactics are very similar, is... The reason why the truth lies in the middle between those two claims of you're you're selling off public parks versus you're uh, not, is because what they're actually doing is they're delisting them as public parks and then selling them off as assets. So they're not technically selling off public parks because those things were delisted and they're not public parks at the time of the sale. So it's all just playing hide the ball with words. Mm. but. What we're doing is we're actually losing a lot of our public property and public rights. There was a huge outcry for it when we started seeing the the blasting that was going to start uh, along the the mountain coast in Alberta here, right? Trans,
0: for the Trans Mountain, not right? for the
1: Trans Mountain, for oh. the the coal mining that got approved, right? Oh, and then got yeah. immediately uh, got immediately pulled back after the social media explosion on it all, right? Oh my god! So, Well, that's because they were going to start basically exploding sides of public land to try and allow coal mining to basically give jobs to the oil workers who are now out work despite being promised jobs. So like, there's how dare they? There's a huge amount of demand at every level, but yeah, what they would be doing would be competing with BC on a coal export level, which we're then just sending coal to China because again, lower regulations will allow lower quality products to be produced. Well, here's the thing:
0: we shut down most of our coal plants here in Canada. Yep, And I want to touch on this in the next episode, possibly when we talk about UBI, uh, because a lot of it ties into economics and resource. We're importing a lot of our electricity from the states right now in Canada. Uh, A lot of it comes from Arizona. A lot of it comes from uh, actually the uh, U.S. um, energy uh, because we don't want to burn coal, uh, which was historically most of the plants. We actually just built one.
1: Well, I know we also are a massive exporter of energy, so I can't imagine that what we're importing is not just to appease trade agreements. Because like BC Hydro is pretty self sufficient. Like Site C was built almost exclusively to to uh, almost power the Trans Mountain uh, expansion wing, so that the Trans Mountain project would look cleaner in the end because it was getting uh, a lot of its power source from hydroelectricity. Well, essentially, all I'm going to say
0: is it seems to me that government wants to move away from combustibles and move more to electric and you know if we're looking at greenhouse emissions coal is not as green as gasoline burning no you know and that's essentially how we're getting our power for these electric vehicles that the government's discounting but at the end of the day to tie this back to kind of trips we want to really kind of try to keep things this money In Canada, guys, I mean, yeah, you might be looking at that really awesome trip and you might have all the money in the world and you can go to Europe and, you know, go to the southern beaches of France and, you know, that might be a really great trip for you. But here's the thing, there has been businesses shut every minute of every day during this pandemic and uh, they just want the opportunity to go back to normal. After this pandemic's done. Now, I, I suggest that you look at some local options. Yeah. You don't have to leave to have a good time. Rent a place. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you call the Fairmont downtown Edmonton.
1: They are hurting so bad. Well, and you wouldn't believe the kind of culture differences you can get across Canada. I'm also kind of true. an interesting yeah. one where Have I've lived, been I've on lived the in sea- four provinces. I, I, I've lived in Canada it's my like, whole
0: life, and I've never been on the railroad. The VIA, really? never. Yeah, wow. I've never um, been you know,
1: either. It, it, the
0: bulk of people, and that's one of Canada's highlights for yeah. tourism. 100%. Never been on it. And my that's dad. So and weird. It, it's sad that I, I imagine that a bulk of people that live in Canada don't even realize all
1: the tourist stuff that we can do here and keep our money in our own country. And some yeah. of the cool shit you can see when everybody wants to see all of this cool clashing against the rocks in ireland do you not realize that we have that in nova scotia literally in new, new scotland yeah. oh wow <laughs> i know it's kind of odd right like it's so but it, but the culture differences there is is night and day right yeah. like, i've lived in vancouver Kamloops, camloops uh, camrose edmonton uh i've lived in north bay ontario I've lived in Temiskimane, Quebec. I've lived in four different provinces. And, no kidding. And you get crazy different culture in all yeah, of them. Quebec's different. No. Quebec, you know what? Temiskimane, Quebec, fucking so nice because it's such a small town feel and it's the opposite of what you would expect. And you know what? Wow. With
0: my job, I'm on the road a lot too and I go to a lot of these small towns. Yeah. I was just in Hinton two weeks ago. Beautiful city right outside of Jasper. Yep. Gorgeous. Um, gorgeous. Yeah part of the gorgeous part of the country jasper and you know just outside of it you have this beautiful city some amazing restaurants amazing people i love going there because it's just it's it's such a nice community yep and you know there's no danger you know like that's the other part you're paying less money like to do yourself a favor uh build a all-inclusive trip down to mexico account for the fact you're going to have all these extra dangers yeah. and then build a nice same day trip to, you know, Banff, Jasper, Hinton, you know any go of to these like other Texeda small islands? Oh yeah. Tys- yeah, to yeah, Go to Tofino. Go to go to Victoria. Go to Langley. Check out the Bouchard Gardens in Victoria. like you a history so buff, that's
1: fucking Viking deposits with Islamic characters uh, on the Newfoundland coast. Yeah, the coolest shit ever. Yeah. That's 1,300 the, uh, years old.
0: Ontario War Museum is also really cool too. They got the aviation museum there too. Yeah, I grew up going to those places. They change every year. Every time you go in them, it's like an Easter egg hunt. Well, where yeah. was this? Yeah, and, and we, they do and, that on purpose.
1: And yeah. a lot of the West is going to shit on Quebec but Quebec is a lot of fun for a lot of interesting ones. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of <laughs> ideological differences, but go and tell me that, like, I, I love the County Val d'hiver. Yeah. which is the, the festival the winter festival yeah. There. yeah and I have like the little thing the on my jacket all the time yeah with the bonum. Oui, oui. but like man tell me tell me that pure maple syrup on a popsicle stick isn't the single greatest thing you've had since the poutine that you had freshly made with brioche bun coming coming from yeah. flour from Italy that with beaver beer. tail oh my god <laughs> or the that food there is so fucking good or that beaver tail <laughs> you so had good. after you
0: know that yeah. beaver tail you had after you're walking down the street you got a little hungry you had yeah. lunch was a shawarma oh. you know a delicious chicken shawarma you yeah. know and then oh yeah. you know And I'm feeling a beaver tail You get that sugar kick Guys And then you know what There's so much in this country Have a drink by the lake Yeah Yeah. Have a nice Have a nice locally craft beer Yeah With the cleanest water on the planet Oh yeah, I the mean the cleanest if you're, water on the planet. If
1: you're ever in PEI in Charlottetown, you can get this blueberry beer that comes off of a blueberry orchard, and they can't export it. I've, I've I begged them to give me enough that I could bring it home. Wow! But it is so good because the 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 brewery actually runs an orchard. Yeah, so and if you're if so you're looking for good. really
0: good beer too, and you want to be a little closer to BC, you find yourself in Salmon Arm. Oh yeah, there is an amazing harbor bar there. Uh, Salmon Arm essentially is like. Uh, Four lakes that are humongous, yeah. uh, and then uh, it, the, the, there's Eagle Bay. There's you know there's all these different places you can go in. Uh, the, the you know the Kootenays all lead into that too. It's it's a beautiful. Well, country. if you're if you're yeah. into and, wine too, you got Penticton yeah. and Kelowna. Oh, right, and but that, all, and all I'm going to say is there's this. Okay, if you're into nuggin. dark beer, it's called the Hand of God. And it's in this harbor bar in the Salmon Arm. And you will
1: literally, oh, if you're if you're wasted, so get into an accident on that one. That's an act of God. Yeah, I was just so. gonna say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this She's is not legal advice. This
1: is a legal suggestion. Yeah. Actually, this is not even a legal suggestion. That was just a dumbass nah. statement. So you know, I just kind of
0: want to. I want to keep this pointed this week. You know, yep, yep. I, I think we've had a lot of fun pointing out maybe some pitfalls of the all-inclusive side of vacationing
1: yeah and, and before we get into so, ubi yeah. before we get into all that stuff for next week if you want if you're not a fan of ubi and you want you want to avoid this idea of socialism propping up or what have you spend your then money, then money, spend in, your your own money in country. country. Like, thank you support yeah. local businesses get off amazon and drive to the mom and pop shop put your fucking mask on
2: before you go in there and buy something please and on that note uh for the local businesses. I don't, I I've kind of talked about this before. Um, but right now with cigars and everything, uh, the nice bands, they're disappearing. Yeah. are going to get clean, plain, clean bands in there, whatever. And next month, I don't know if it's Canada wide or just for Alberta, just for Edmonton vape flavors. Oh, those are, are going. Yeah, they're going. Canada-wide. So if you want to, mm. if you're a vapor and I know like I've quit smoking, like I haven't smoked at all this year now. And I used to vape and that helped me out tremendously. Um, So I just want to say if there's like vapors or or anyone who's kind of for that idea, uh, go to the local cigar shops, go to the vape shops. Um, I know AK's got uh, petition kind of papers there. You can don't do you, you wouldn't even you have to sign have support these guys yeah. before they
1: have to get rid of them for no value and yeah. because they're going to not be legally allowed to sell them so yeah, buy exactly. them now what they can yeah. so that you're helping this business not have to fucking go into debt or write off these assets that they invested in under false pretenses yeah allow yeah. your stupid, local businesses yeah. i don't care where you fall on it i don't care where you fall on it it doesn't matter at the end of the day the person who's going to get hurt are those small shops I and yeah. then Memphis. their employees i, I do too
0: <laughs> i do too adam yeah uh, uh i do too it makes me sad you so see If there's any American listeners down there, you know, thank your lucky stars that you don't have the same regulations you do on tobacco as we do here in Canada. And it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. We've done it up here.
1: The legal pathway is there. Defend your rights. Support local (laughs) business. Smoking cessation in Canada has been significantly impacted and successful as a result of those uh, programs. But, yes, I'll acknowledge we are heavily regulated. I
0: personally do what they want. have smoked no more no less since they've come out with the plain packaging all it's done is made me more upset with government yeah. so congratulations
1: <laughs> kids are not buying cigars yeah yeah fair enough all right guys well i think that that's probably good enough to sign off on for right now so again if you're vacationing point points of advice don't go on a fucking cruise nope. if you're going to nope. gonna, gonna go on a cruise enjoy a really shitty beachfront cigar yeah. um wherever you <laughs> land and uh if you're going to be smart with your money then vacation locally yes. right and uh and find some people who are struggling if you have some extra money kicking around buy gift cards support these places find a way to help them out because if you want to avoid those things, put your money where your mouth is. If you do not like the idea of UBI or CERB, if you think that it actually detracts from the labor force, then put your money where your mouth is. Keep these people working. There you because go. Because these people cannot physically work right now. Get them to work. Put your money where it is.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Well, let's thanks tie it up. for joining us again for another week. Happy Woo, Friday. Happy Friday. And uh, see you next week where we talk about UBI.